Okay, this one, real fucking up. Okay, this is not Nam, this is bowling. There are rules. Hey, Walter, come on. Oh, you're from the neighborhood. Your neighbor. Your neighbor. Well, that's not entirely true. I came to see you, but where are the paperweights? That's what I want to see now. It's just torture and murder. No platinum characters. Very, very realistic. I think it's what's next. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learn about Cuba. A toast to toast, my friends. To our health and cheer and happiness. Otto, let the ritual begin. Hello and welcome to the Cult Film Companion Podcast, the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. My name is Chris, I'm your host, and uh, I don't have my usual co-host Andrew with me, but I got a very special guest for a very special episode. We're actually doing something new here on the Cult Film Companion Podcast. We are going to do a list of movies that we consider... Uh, that came out in the past decade uh, that have potential to be future cult classics. But uh, before we dive into our lists and I uh, introduce my guest, I just want to uh, tell everyone that we are now available on almost every major uh, podcast platform available. Go to our main website through Acast and get the link to our podcast through any of your uh, podcasting platform of choice. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Skeezer, Deezer. I can't even remember them all, but uh, we are everywhere now. So wherever you find your podcast, uh, hopefully the, we are there. And if we are not on a platform that you prefer, please hit us up on Twitter at CultFilmComp. Or hit me up in my email at cultfilmcompanion at gmail.com. Let us know what uh, platform you prefer, and hopefully we can get there at some point. We are also available on the Blind Knowledge Collective page, which is www.blindknowledge.com, which is a great creative collective that have podcasts and videocasts and all sorts of good stuff from... All sorts of topics from all over the world, so please check out Blind Knowledge, and uh, I'm sure that we have a show on there that uh, will uh, scratch that particular itch that you may have. And we are also a featured podcast on Newsly at Newsly.me. Uh, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and then reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the entire web becomes listenable. You can browse from articles from topics that you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you would like, from sports to science to Bitcoin to the Kardashians, and it'll find the latest article and then read them to you. And they have podcasts. Our podcast, Cold Film Companion, is a featured podcast on there. They have uh, trending podcasts from over 50 different countries. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me. And use our promo code C-U-L-T-F-1-L-M. Drop the I, pop in a one, cult film with a one, and you get a month free premium subscription from Newsly. The link to that is also in the episode description. And like I said, I'm covering some future potential cult classics here, and I've got 
a fellow cinephile with me, Kyle. Welcome back to the Cult Film Companion. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Briefly reintroduce yourself to our audience. So my name is Kyle. I'm a fan of movies. Uh, you know, movies from. But I go way back. I don't just like any type uh, of hyped up movies or Marvel movies, or whatever. I can go back to the '70s, the '60s, even movies from the '50s, black and white films. I'm just a fan of movies in general. I'll watch them all, and hopefully you guys enjoy this list I got here. So um, yeah, just a just a movie uh, movie fanatic. Awesome. So uh, you are a perfect fit here, and we've had you on the show a couple times. Glad to have you back. We are recording Thanks. this in um, 2022, so we are looking back on movies from the past decade. So any movie from 2012 to now is eligible for our lists. We came up with a list of movies that we think are going to be future uh, cult favorites unlike pre most episodes of our show we are not going to go into any spoilers what we're going to do is give a brief background to each movie talk a little bit about the movie spoiler free and tell you why you should check it out and why we feel that it has cult potential and i'm gonna lead it to kyle kick us off with uh something from your list Hit awesome it. uh just just to add real quick um so I have a really great list here, but I just heard you say 2012. I actually have 2010 to 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's uh, an issue. No, not at all. That's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. So to start it off, you know, I got this list that I, you know, went through uh, is hopefully, you know, a lot of cinematic uh, cinephiles, or as you call it, uh, would love these types of movies. Anyways, my the first movie I got here is a movie I always go back to every year. It's just a movie that I feel would fit perfectly for cult movies. It's called Turbo Kid. It is basically a movie that was on Netflix, and I had no idea what this was about. My buddy kept uh, telling me about it, kept seeing it, and I kept always scrolling by it. And then um, it was in my recommendations. I'm like, all right, if it's in my recommendations, I got to check it out. So ended up watching it. It's got, um, I, I don't know if you guys, a very underrated actor, Monroe Chambers. Um, in, in this movie, uh, it's got, um, it's, some of these people you might not even heard of. Oh, it's got Michael Ironside in it. <clears throat> and it's basically about, it's, a, it's about this post-apocalyptic world, very similar to Mad Max style, if you will. And, um, it's, it's very gory. I don't want to say too much because there's so many things that go on in this. So I know I can't really spoil anything or nothing like that, but, uh, it's, it's this, it's about this kid who's obsessed with comic books and he's in this, he just, he literally lives on his own in this, like, little warehouse place. And he has this, um, he has this, like, huge uh, um, obsession with comic books and finding scraps and stuff around the wasteland. And he sells scrap metals around this, you know, really deserted area that's super dangerous. There's, like, raiders and whatever that could kill you. And um, he goes to this place, sells the scraps just to buy comic books. And uh, as the movie goes on, it, it gets more intense. And um, uh, I, I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it, but this movie's a whole bunch of fun. Um, I, I love the soundtrack. It's, it's very 80s-like, um, and, but set in, in a modern times. Uh, very memorable characters. He, he meets up with this girl, and you find out more about her. And what I can't, I can't even say too much, but <laughs> you find out things about her that... Uh, she becomes very useful um, as a sidekick because 
she, you know, in this world, uh, can't really fend for yourself, to say the least. So uh, things things get really crazy, and and it starts to ramp up during the middle half of the movie. And um, this is a personal favorite. I I think everybody who I've shown this movie to ends up loving it. I, like I I go over a friend's house. I'm like, you never heard of Tur Turbo Kid? And I show this movie. They fall in love with. It. We watch it like two or three times. I've brought friends over. Uh, we watch this movie. Um, so yeah, if you're into like '80s films, I highly recommend you um, uh, you watch this, this it, movie. You're you're gonna love it. And it's on Netflix. Uh, it was on Netflix for a long time. This movie, it, it's weird because it comes on and off Netflix, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if it comes on back on anytime soon. I mean, right now it's on Vudu, Crack. Oh, it's on Crackle. That's a free app. Um, it just has ads, but yeah, Crackle's great. Um, but it, it's Netflix seems to be picking up on and off throughout the year. Like I keep finding it on Netflix, and um, yeah, it's it's it comes on and off Netflix. But right now it's on Crackle. Um, oh, it's also on t uh, Tubi. That's another free one. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tubi. Nice. But, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, Turbo it's on, Kid. It's, it's all over. Awesome. So, um, violent, post-apocalyptic thriller. Like it. I like yep. it. I like it. And comic books. Can't go wrong yeah. with that. So, uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, first, I uh, these are in no particular order, by the way. We're just throwing uh, yeah. movies out there. Um, just picking the top one here on my list. And I've got... A movie called Seven Psychopaths. You ever seen this? Ooh, I've never heard of that. That's okay. interesting. Seven Psychopaths. So we've got in the cast, we've got Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Christopher Walken, oh. Tom Waits, Abby Cornish, Olga... Oh, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that name. Um, this is the second movie from writer-director Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough first started with a movie called In Bruges, which we're going to uh, eventually cover on our show. And this was his second movie, and then he kind of blew up with his third movie, Three Bellboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Ebbing, Mississippi. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, that movie got a, lots of acclaim and um, recognition for um, uh, Francis McDormand, who's in it. But uh, back to Seven Psychopaths, this came out in 2012. It is about a uh, struggling writer who's uh, trying to finish up his screenplay called The Seven Psychopaths. And he only has like these brief outlining um, ideas. And um, he's trying to work on the screenplay. He's got his uh, unemployed loner friend who's also a dog thief. And... Um, it's a very black comedy, uh, lots of uh, politically incorrect humor, uh, lots of quotable dialogue, uh, a nice violent uh, showdown at the end, and uh, just endlessly fascinating characters. Like I said, uh, this, this, this movie's got uh, a hell of a cast in it, and um, yeah, I don't think it uh, got... It got really good reviews, but I don't think it kind of like blew up at the box office. But due to um, McDonough's success um, and just due to this cast, I think it's one that um, kind of gets rediscovered. Similar to what you said about with Robo Kid, it's one of those movies that I'll show oh, yeah. 
I'll show to friends, um, and they'll get a kick out of it. And, and it's one of those movies people are like, I, I, I can't believe that I didn't really, I've never heard of this before. It's a, a, a great uh, black comedy, violent movie that uh, Martin McDonough has become very well known for. So, um, yeah, that's the first on my list, Seven Psychopaths. So Awesome. Uh, you know what that's that sounds like that's what i love about this this damn podcast you for some reason like you find movies that i've never heard of then i've then you, you hear about movies that i i find and this one from what you just told me uh, the, it sounds yeah like you said it sounds really freaking dark man holy crap <laughs> sounds crazy it yeah, yeah it's got and uh you really can't you really can't beat this cast of uh this cast of characters and uh Throughout the course of the movie, you get to meet all seven psychopaths, and all seven of them deliver one way or another. So that was the first one for me. Kyle, back to you. Your next choice. Awesome. So my next choice. This is another. Um, this is another really graphic movie here, but it, it's also got a lot of heart in it. It's called Hobo with a Shotgun. This okay. Nathan. This this one I've seen. This one I've seen. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, this movie for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's it's made and it was made in 2011, and it's got Rut. I always say his name, Rutger. Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Okay. Uh, God rest his soul. One of the greatest actors you may know him from Blade Runner. Um, I my favorite movie from him was The Hitcher. Um, plays an awesome villain. But anyways, this movie is he's he's a homeless guy. Just in the title, he's just a homeless guy, and it looks like he's trying to improve his life. And, you know, he goes uh, shopkeeping and looks around and he finds this lawnmower. He wants to start a business. And they, it, this this city is, I think it's called Scumtown, if I'm not mistaken. Something like Street. that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's he enters this world called Scumtown. I mean, right off the bat, I probably would have turned around right away just from seeing the sign. But this this whole city is super corrupt, like... If you could imagine, like, the most corrupted countries we have, like, not to get all political or whatever, but this this is, like, times, put it on acid, like, I mean, there's just homeless people, I can't even say, I don't want to spoil it, that's right. Uh, to say the least, though, this is a fun movie, um, if you're into, like, sounds kind of sick to say this, if you're into, like, gore and, like, creative kills, but, like, also, like, funny, dark humor, and, um... If you're into um, Rutger Hauer, I mean, you're going to love it. He has a great performance. It's low budget. It feels like, um, I don't know if you heard of Trauma. Yep. Trauma. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it has that type of feeling. Uh, that it, it's, it reminds me of those types of movies. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is a movie I highly recommend to anybody who's into, like, low budget but super crazy fun movies. Uh, the dude's badass, he's got a shotgun, and he literally, uh, kills a bunch of bad guys. <laughs> so, to say the least, um, this is also, oh yeah, this is another movie that, um, I also showed plenty of friends, and I, I love seeing movies that have people react to it in a way that's like, even, even if I don't like the movie, as long, as long as I get a good reaction out of them, I, I feel like I've already gotten a good day out of it, because, like, this movie will give you, like, shocking looks, I mean... Just look up anybody who reacts to this movie. It's pretty bizarre, to, to say the least. But right, so yeah. uh, this is one that I've seen. It, it, it's a good movie. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I especially like yeah, Rutger Hauer is great in it. And 
we're actually going to be covering a, a Rudger Hauer movie shortly here on the show. Uh, he's not really known for his heroic roles. He's usually the villain. And what the movie we're going to be covering, he's the hero. And 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 the movie that you're bringing up, Hobo with the Shotgun, he, he is the titular hero. He is the Hobo with the Shotgun. And... Um, a little background. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but th this was actually it started out as a fake movie trailer, and um, back. Oh, what? I didn't yeah, even know that. Yeah, Quentin. When Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did their Grindhouse double feature, they commissioned a bunch of uh, directors to make fake trailers, and then they also had a contest to make fake movie trailers. So, Hobo with the Shotgun started out as a fake movie trailer, and uh, it kind of, uh, it uh, already had a, a, a cult following before the movie even came out, actually, because of the uh, the trailer shown in Grindhouse. So, good, great, great pick there for uh, Hobo with yeah. a Shotgun. Yeah, um, I'm glad, I never even knew that. that's insane, like, because I remember seeing uh, the Grindhouse movies, um, I know what you're referring to, because I remember they had uh, Machete. That was another one that was that became a real movie. I right, remember. right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 awesome. I didn't even know that. Damn. Thanks for the background, man. That's that's great. No problem. Um, so you're that's right. You're up next, right? Right. So okay. when I was doing my list, it was very hard for me not to. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the company A24, uh, the distribution company. They've been, they they've been putting out a lot of weird movies, and they've. They put out uh, *Midsummer*, *Hereditary*. They put they put out some uh, some very critically acclaimed movies, um, but some very different movies. So I tried not to choose too many A twenty four movies. That being said, my next movie is *Spring Breakers*, written and directed by Harmony Corrine. Um, now. I was hesitant to put this movie on because I know that uh, the star of this movie, James Franco, is a kind of, uh, shall we say, uh, canceled in, in this modern culture. Uh, but uh, this was before yeah. he was canceled, and it's just a hell of a movie. So if you could separate the art from the artist, uh, I highly recommend Spring Breakers. We've got James Franco... As a white Rastafarian rapper named Alien, who befriends these four girls who are on spring break, we've got the four girls are portrayed by Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Benson, and Mrs. Harmony Kareen, Rachel Kareen. Um, this was kind of a stepping out point for Selena Gomez and Vanessa Hudgens, who. Uh, I'm a little older than this, so I, I, I'm only going by what I've read, but were, uh, I guess, Disney Channel stars, Disney Channel icons. So this is their growing up party, and it's about uh, four girls who um, uh, end up getting arrested on spring break, and they get broken out by this uh, alien who's a, a local rapper, a drug dealer and an arms dealer, and there's a showdown with rival uh, drug lords and all sorts of weird things that happen. And um, this is probably the most mainstream Harmony Kareen movie uh, that I've ever seen. If you're not familiar with Harmony Kareen, he first. I was just gonna say Harmony, yeah. 
he first came into uh, kind of like wrote. Uh, he first became recognized as the screenwriter for the controversial '90s movie Kids, which kind of just was a day in the life of New York City kids. Uh, then he eventually started making his own movies. Um, he made movies like Gummo. He made a movie called... Oh, I know Gummo. Sorry, sorry. No, like, wow, okay. Yeah, so he, Gummo. yeah, Gummo's a weird movie. He made a movie called weird. Trash Humpers, which is exactly... <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds... <laughs> it's okay. That's... It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's... um. Uh, follows a gr- group of actors wearing very obvious-looking fake elderly people masks, and it, there's really not much of a story there. They go around humping trash and I, I, doing. I have to mention this because it's so funny. It, the reason why I'm laughing too isn't cause, just because of the title, but this I seen this on YouTube. And I'm talking about back in 2000 and what was it, 2016 or 15, something like that. But I remember seeing the trailer for this this thing, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And me and my buddy were just sitting there dying, laughing our asses off because we saw this clip of it, and we were just like, we were baffled. We were baffled. So I had no idea this is the guy who created this <laughs> this dirty masterpiece. Yeah. So. <laughs> So Harmony Korean, yeah. So he did something called. Uh, then he did a movie called Mister Lonely, which is all about celebrity impersonators. A lot of his movies are very kind. Of, they were very weird. They're very out there. And at the time, he was doing a lot of drugs. He was doing a lot of drinking. And Spring Breakers of all movies thinking, yeah. is the first is the first movie that he made clean and sober. He decided that he kind of uh, he kind of based it on not being able to experience spring break himself as a teenager. So um, this is kind of like a highly exaggerated version of like MTV spring break. And uh, yeah, it's, it's also got a, um, the first of his movies that really kind of has a, a, a real plot. Not, well, it's got somewhat of a plot, but a lot of his movies aren't, very plot heavy. They're much more of a. They're much more of an experience kind of thing. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like a vivid, like almost documentary. So it feels real. In other words, when I, I remember seeing Spring Breakers, it felt like a real, um, like all the like this, like this stuff really does go on too. So it was all. It, it did feel really pretty, like an authentic movie. He knew what he was doing when he made this. Everything, the whole vision came to life on screen. The colors. Oh yeah. Miami. Yeah. It, it, great. It, all the, yeah, it's uh, lots of lots of neon, and uh, this came out in 2013. So of course we've got music by Skrillex. So if you could put aside uh, oh, yeah, Skrillex right. punishing your Don't eardrums stop. for a little a little while, it's a, definitely a movie Don't worth. Go. Yeah, all that weird uh, dubstep <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, hey, that, that's that, a great choice. No, I, I I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that one. I forgot about that movie. It's yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. Well, that's the whole point of this list is to kind of like to kind of like I said, I to go back and kind of uh remember uh some some movies that we think are going to have a cult following and that. I could see this having a cult following. Yeah, they get lost in the server. <laughs> um yeah, and then he followed this up with a movie called Beach Bum that uh stars Matthew McConaughey. It's also got I mean that that movie has an even bigger <laughs> cast than Spring Breakers. It's got Matthew McConaughey. It's got uh uh Snoop Dogg is in it. Uh 
it's it's a weird movie, but it's not as good as uh, Spring Breakers. So Spring Breakers is my choice. Now back to you, Kyle. What's what do you got next for us? Awesome. So I feel like this is a, a, a toss up. As what I mean by that is like. I feel like there's a good chunk of people that have seen this, but it's also this also was hidden by under the radar. And the reason why I say that is because this movie I'm about to expl- uh, tell you, the trailer didn't even come close to what this movie was. If you watch the trailer for this movie, the movie's called Cabin in the Woods. I had to do this one. <laughs> um, Cabin in the Woods. Um, so Cabin in the Woods is just it, it's it starts off as your typical. Can I just stop um, you for a second? Fun, I'm just gonna stop you for one second. Yeah. I love this movie. I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. Absolutely love this awesome. movie. And awesome. and I think why I think why this is an important one. I'm just gonna mention my own little backstory, and then I'm gonna let you uh, no, go take go the ahead. wheel and drive. Um, this movie I believe sat on the shelf. It was produced uh, several, at least a couple of years before it was eventually released in the theaters. And I only think that it got released because Chris Hemsworth got popular in the Thor movies. I think this was, it kind of, no. I think I kind of, yeah, I think it kind of sat on the shelves there for a while, but I'm glad you're bringing this up. Uh, I'm going to, yeah. sh- I'm going to shut up now and I want you to tell everyone listening yeah. why they need to check out Cabin in the Woods. Kudos to you for picking this one. Yeah, no problem, Chris. This, this, this movie, I mean, I'm so glad I actually saw this movie because this would have been a missed opportunity because I remember my teacher, what got me to go ahead and see this movie was my teacher was said, yeah, you shouldn't see this one in high school. It was like, this one might be too graphic or whatever. And whenever someone tells me that, I'm like, all right, it's time to go see this. I, I'm, I'm like an adrenaline guy. So like, I got to see what all this mischief is about. Because I, when I saw the trailer, like I said, it was very much, th- this was the best movie that got you to like, wonder like, what is in this? Like, they, they, I remember very little bits of it. It was just like, uh, these friends go into the cabin, the, and, and that was it. But to break, anyways, to break down this movie, it, it's about a group of friends um, heading on to a vacation into a cabin, and you know they're they're basically going on a um, like like a vacation. And um, so I, I don't really this is you know how this one goes. So it's like it's gonna be hard to like really see you know what uh, too uh, much about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it's like there's some major things that happen in this movie so the best way i could really say is things go you know really wrong like most movies where friends vacation and they're hanging out or whatever right but there seems to be more than one enemy (laughs) and a lot more and just when you think you know what's gonna happen this movie i'm telling you you really don't know what the hell is gonna happen next this movie has a thing where Okay, you see where it's going, you're like, alright, so, like, how much further down can this movie, I mean, this movie has so many Easter eggs, if you're into, let's say if you're into video games, you might spot things out, I know it may sound weird, but trust me, when you watch this movie, it'll make sense, there's so much going on in this movie, but it is so much fun, and creative, and different, and separates itself, like, from the rest of movies, and the cast is great, the movie has uh, some really creepy moments, It, it is... A love letter to horror movies if um th- there's a lot a lot of um references in this movie there's a lot of um uh just just moments that you you won't forget when you watch this movie this movie is is i highly recommend this uh for a cult movie and uh i thought this was gonna be on your, your list chris i really did i i 
I thought you were gonna have this one. <laughs> no, I got something. I got. I got. I, I. I actually think that the less said about Cabin in the Woods, the better. Yes. I. You kind of exactly go, what I was thinking. So, um, <laughs> uh, but I got the perfect. I got the perfect compliment for <laughs> this movie to do a double feature. Watch Cabin in the Woods and then watch the next movie on my list. A little movie called The Final Girls. Have you seen The Final Girls? Um, here, you know what? Final Girls, because it does sound really familiar. What? What? Uh, no, I'm looking at it. I'm lo- no, I haven't. I haven't seen this. So no. this, this, just like Cabin in the Woods, subverts the expectations and the tropes of horror movies. This one actually puts people into an 80s slasher movie a la Friday the 13th. Oh. It, it involves a it involves a girl whose mother uh, was was in a was in a cheap 80s slasher movie and she gets convinced to go to like a midnight screening anniversary of the movie that her, her mother was in. Her mother actually ended up passing away in a car accident and through, you know, typical horror movie weirdness uh a bunch of these people in the modern era get dragged into an 80s slasher movie and that's pretty i don't want to say anymore because it plays with every single convention of an 80s slasher movie um very you got a lot of stereotypes going on but this movie is hilarious it's got uh Malin Ackerman is in it. She plays the mother who's the lead in the was the lead in the movie. It's got uh Thaisa Farmiga, the younger sister of Vera Farmiga. Uh both those uh women very very good actresses and uh the only the only my only criticism of uh the final girls is that both the writers and the director wanted to make it an R rating um but the producing companies insisted on a pg-13 so it's not as violent and as gory as it should be but it is still a just a, an absolute if you love 80 slasher movies this oh yeah this this is an 80s slasher movie while making fun of 80 slasher movies it's that's all I'm gonna say. So great double feature. Great double feature. Cabin in the Woods and the Final Girls, and that means we're back to you, Kyle. Next movie. Awesome. No, great, great choice. I, I, I'll have to look into that. I love everything '80s horror. So, all right. So my next one. All right. So this one right here. Where do we even start? I mean, I, I have so much love for this movie, um, and this on this list. This is this is the best horror movie that I got here and I and this and I, I don't usually get scared from any movies it's like when I was a kid you know up until 20 that's when I really started not getting you know the, the psychological horror never really hit me too hard but as far as psychological horror goes this one will forever be the the most effective that I've watched it's called Babadook um, okay I know, yep I know I know this movie started picking up steam as time went, went on but there was a point where nobody knew what the hell this was, and and I just remember like, damn, like telling all my horror friends like, you've never seen the Bobby Dick, you've never seen the Bob, like where where is it's it's an Australian film, right? And the movie was directed by Catherine, 
uh, here. Her name is Catherine. Okay, let me just double check on that. The director's name, oh, I'm sorry. The director's name is Jennifer Kent. Forgive me on that one. Um, but anyways, this movie is about a, a kid that will forever sit in my brain because he is very irritating. <laughs> Yeah, I I um, mean I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna uh, chime in yeah. here for a sec. I've seen the Baba Duke. I like the Baba Duke. I yeah. I I didn't find the kid as irritating as that's. Really? I remember when this came out. Well, not when it first came out, but like I guess when it it ended up being on streaming services or available on uh, Blu-ray and stuff. It was either a love it or hate it. There seemed to be no middle ground with the Baba Duke. I think it's a I think it's a great horror movie. Um, and, but the biggest complaint seems to be this, this kid and, 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 but people are, the thing is people are criticizing a character in a movie, but it turned into like, it turned into like personal attacks on this kid. I don't think that's right. Jesus. But, oh, that's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was real no, messed up. No, no. See, I didn't know it went that far. For me, the reason why I, it's not that I don't like the kid. It's just that when he was screaming so many times in the movie, it really distracted me from like, cause I, you know, when I watch movies, I, some people watch them kind of low. Like, no, when I'm watching a movie, it's like I want an experience. You know, I love. That's why I love paying to go to see movies at the theater. I really want to separate my world from everything else. I want to enjoy this. So like, when I watched this movie, the sound, everything was chilling. I don't want to talk too much about the kid, but there's just certain moments in the movie where it got so loud it distracted me and kind of like took me out of the movie a little bit. Right, right. But but I think yeah. if I if I'm uh, it's been a couple of years since I've seen this, but I, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. he, I think he might be autistic or some sort of special needs. He has a special needs, yeah, yeah. he does. He does. So I tried yeah. <laughs> so but, I I um, mean you, Yeah, you, to go you, back into the movie. The, right. Besides the kid, um he's still a fantastic actor. I mean, he did a phenomenal job with his role he like i i couldn't really everybody I, I, the mother um her real name is se davis she literally like you know you know when you watch movies it's like night and day it's like the, it's no longer acting this is one of those like it's no longer acting you're they're that they become that whatever that a uh, role is and seamlessly i couldn't take my eyes off the screen the suspense the the sound design was intense the crawling on the walls. The movie's basically about um, a kid who, um, and a mother, a mother who reads this this book that appears in this kid's shelf, and there's no reason where it came from or none of that. But um, she ends up reading it, and to make a long story short, this book has this type of um, I don't know if it's a power. They don't really explain too much about it, but basically, it, it's almost like it's haunted. And this Babadook character that's in the book. Um, it's, it's got like, uh, uh, rhymes in it. Um, the character, it comes to life and I can't say too many things again. This is one, this is one of those things I don't want to say too much, but, uh, from forever since once she reads this book, it's all downhill from there. And lots of trauma, uh, tragedies with the mom. Uh, there's lots, I don't even know what the, I'm trying to think of how not to spoil anything too, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, psychological horror in this movie throughout and right this movie has a look that you won't forget it's uh it's its own thing and um i almost compared it to dr seuss a little bit because like certain parts of the movie has like a a, a dr seuss look to it or yeah, like yeah, that. yeah 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 like, the pages it's like a dr yeah, yeah. seuss it's like a dr seuss horror movie <laughs> yeah exactly 
Um, yeah, but in in those in those moments, there's moments that um, that I'm just like, you know, this is a movie that I could easily see becoming a cult movie, because um, everyone who seems to watch it seems to love it, and um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was effective. I thought it did. It gave me chills, um, and uh, I think Steve, if it was uh, if it was Stephen King, I think he said some he said something very highly about this movie. He yeah, said I think was, he yeah yeah one of the scariest movies or whatever, but. Yeah, uh, Babadook, I, I highly recommend. It's a horror thriller, and uh, it's a very good movie. Uh, yeah. So continuing on, uh, I'm looking through my list. I've got a bunch of horror here, too, so I'm just going to bring up um, the a movie that I, I can honestly say is the most, and this is very unique, it is the most romantic horror. Yeah horror movie that I've ever seen and it is a movie called Interesting. Spring like the season and Spring, okay. the tagline is love is a monster um, it's a beautiful movie it's very much a love story with HP Lovecraft-esque monster horror kind of lurking in the background throughout if you're looking, I'm the way this sounds. if you're looking, yeah, it's 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 a and it's beautiful because it's a it's a guy who's who runs away to Europe and um he ends up in a small Italian village and meeting this girl and uh, she's got a dark secret uh, I'm not gonna say any more about but um, it's a beautiful movie because it's it's shot on location in Italy so it looks absolutely gorgeous and it's a unique setting for a movie. Because it's not something that we see very often outside of, uh, I don't know, The Godfather or anything, or an Italian giallo movie. But it, it's very much an art house horror movie, and uh, I know that's a turnoff for some people. If you're looking for blood, gore, and guts, I wouldn't recommend Spring. If you're looking for a romantic love story that is also has horror elements, something that you and your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your partner, uh, it's an absolutely beautiful movie. And um, I'm looking forward. I know that the uh, writer and director uh, have, have worked together since then. I haven't seen anything from them, but it's they are on my radar, and I've got a couple movie recommendations to check out from them. And... Uh, like I said, this is a great... Uh, it's already got a bit of a cult following. I'm hoping that it gets more of a cult following. And it's actually put out... Uh, the uh, the Blu-ray that I have is actually put out through Drafthouse Films. And uh, we don't have Drafthouse Theaters here in the East Coast. But Drafthouse is a kind of a independent cinema line. Uh, art cinema where you can... Uh, like the name implies, get a drink and watch a movie, get a meal and watch a movie. I wish we had places like that around here. We don't. But, uh, yeah, my my choice is Spring. I can't recommend it enough if you love a good um, monster movie that's also uh, uh, one of the best. It, it's it's really a beautiful love story. Yeah, this sounds good. I mean, I, I love a good setting, and especially the way you described it reminds me of, um, it's another HP, very HP movie. It's called Dagon. 
Right. I'm sure if you're familiar with that one. Yep. Yeah, I love that village that, that, that like, Europe, European or, or um, you know, whatever, like, similar to, like, Italian-style area. Because to me, um, I'm also a big gamer, so I, I grew up with Resident Evil 4, and that, that setting is very rare. And I think that's, like, the creepiest setting, being in a place that's, like, foreign and you're not familiar with and... But yeah, I, I love I love the sound of this movie. This this sound this sounds like a great pick for the cult movies. Yeah, I uh, I highly recommend it. What this is probably the one that is the easiest for me to recommend because it has such a, a wide appeal. It's actually a horror movie that I would recommend to my parents, which uh, is not something I can say about a lot of horror movies. Uh, they're not too big on. T- but like I said. Wow. It's this movie is much more about the story and about the relate. Uh, it's, it's a love. It's a. It's more of a love. It's a more of a romantic movie. And I'm not a big, uh, romantic movie type guy. I generally have Same. to have a. Uh, I I don't willingly choose them. Uh, but this is one that I would willingly choose as a. And, and like I said, how many times can you describe a movie as truly romantic? yet truly uh, also a, a horror movie. So uh, now uh, yeah. your pick. Next movie. All right. So the next one right here. God, I'm so I'm surprised you haven't had the same movie so far that I've had on the list. This is going great. No, that's okay, perfect. So... Like, yeah, we didn't we didn't <laughs> we didn't exchange lists with each other. Yeah. So we didn't know which movies we, we were going to pick. And I was expecting some crossover. Yet we're uh, we're. We're less than well. We're, we're start, yeah. yeah. We're about halfway through now. So uh, next movie. All right, awesome. So the next movie is a very fun movie that I think everybody will have a good time watching. It is called. If you like horror and you like comedy, these are like the perfect. This is like the perfect mix. The movie is from 2010. It is called Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Now, yeah. Uh, you know. If you haven't. This almost made this almost made my list. This this is the closest yeah. we've come. I love this movie. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love this movie too. You know, th- this movie is literally about two idiots. I, you know, I can't even say two. Literally, I don't want to. Another thing, I'm so bad at saying movies without trying to spoil things. But They're the best two- way to describe it is, it's basically about th- these two friends, Tucker and Dale. They live in the countryside. And again, this is a, a, a group of friends on a vacation. And the writers, whoever wrote this movie, um, and even look at the the writer, these guys are geniuses at comedy because there's some things that happen in this movie that um, if I were to make comparisons, I would say some similarities to like scary movie. Uh, but it's its own thing. I can't even compare it to that because like, there's there's a lot of things. The only there's not really too many evil things going on, but stupidity. Yeah. Uh, but there is. E- it's a series. Uh, there's no. It's a series of misunderstandings and miscommunication yeah, and mistakes <laughs> that lead to. So we got these two guys. Uh, two we could call them southern yokels. They're not the most dignified, suave individuals. They're a little dirty. They're. Uh, yeah. You know they yeah. they're some rough and tumble guys, but they're fixing up their cabin in the woods. And um, yeah, we got on on the other side of the woods. We've got a group of uh, college students, and uh, they they clash. We'll put it at that. They clash. Perfect way to put it. They clash, and um, there's also a lot of deaths along the way. And there's really no way for me to say why, 
But I will tell you this. It is, it is probably the most hilarious deaths I've ever seen in a movie. Because, I mean, it's it's almost if a slapstick went with murder. Yes. Like, yep. like that's like the best. Imagine if the Three Stooges, uh, you know, became a horror movie. <laughs> this is kind of like the best way right. Now, this, I have a it, I, I do have a question for you though. Do you yeah. do you own uh, the physical copy of this movie? Uh no. I, I the first time I watched it was on Netflix. Okay, because I I, I actually have uh, I either have the DVD or the Blu-ray, and oh, wow. uh, not to give too much away, but um, basically, what happens in the movie is that these college kids think that these two guys are trying to kill them and yes. these yeah, I should have said that. yeah better way to put it yeah and there's a there's a a re-edited version of the movie where uh, it's called it's um it's not the full length movie so the movie's called Tucker and Dale versus Evil but uh, there's a bonus feature if you have the actual disc check it out it's called Tucker and Dale are Evil and it flips the point of view because in Tucker no. Freaking way. And Tucker and Dale versus <laughs> Evil. We're following Tucker and Dale, and the way that they're uh, mis you know miscommunicating and having these weird interactions with the college kids. Uh, this kind of flips it around, so you you, you get a, a a role reversal kind of thing going on. Uh, the only other thing I want to say about this movie again, this is one that you kind of just go in like it, it, some people kind of like like push up their nose at horror comedies i mean this one yeah this one is a hell no this one is so much fun yes like i've seen this movie at a party before with like 20 people and we all died laughing because it, it it's so unexpected too and it's like sometimes there's moments where you're like no no do you not see this coming and it's it i don't know how they amped it up so perfectly yeah this like, is a great, it, it's great um and there has yeah. been there has been talks of a sequel, um, because it has developed such a cult following, and this is this is a sign of a true cult movies because this is one of the movies that got recommended to me word of mouth. Um, yeah. And actually, I I actually ended up buying the DVD uh, as a blind buy and uh, blind. Oh, wow. I, my my friend just. Oh, so you got, you hit the jackpot. With my, this one. Well, my friend, I I trust I, I trust certain people with movie recommendations, and my friend yeah. who who rare like usually recommends good movies to me, but he rarely buys a DVD. He probably has literally ten DVDs that he owns. So when he bought it, it was only ten dollars. I said I've never heard of it. He goes. He goes, dude. Trust me, best ten bucks you'll ever spend. So I bought myself a copy, and I haven't regretted it Perfect. since. Great pick, Kyle. Great pick. Thanks. Thank you. Um. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh, let me see what we got next on my collection. I'm gonna not do another horror movie. I'm gonna go with what I think is one of, if not the best action movie that i have ever seen regardless of cult awesome. status or not um this movie might have actually eclipsed cult status at this point there is all there is a, a sequel which is almost as good as the the original which is hard to say this movie is called the raid oh i knew it i was thinking of this movie 
As soon as you said that, oh my god, I knew you were gonna pick this one. Have That's you seen? Good. Have you seen it? I seen. I was forced to see it because, like, I don't. I, I'm very specific about like fighting movies and stuff. I don't really watch too many, but this movie was was. My friend hammered me to watch this. I was like, all right, all right, well, let's let's see what this is. And yeah, it is bonkers. That that's like the best word I could describe. It is bonkers. <laughs> so we've got um, yeah. The if this movie is just interesting to me because it's uh, and if you do watch it, uh, watch it in the original audio. Please don't watch it dubbed. Uh, there's not a lot of subtitles because most of this movie is just action. It's about. Um, Cops raiding um, a safe house that uh, is run by a, a drug lord. And it's basically just uh, cops, one building, one setting, going up against, like, an entire... Um, I mean, the entire building is kind of, like, sent against them because they're all working for or hooked on the drugs that the, the drug lord sends. Um but it's very interesting because I mean the movies made uh, the movie was shot I believe in J Japan or Jakarta it was shot uh, maybe Indonesia I was, I was gonna mention would you would you agree that some of these characters are kind of invincible <laughs> just to put throw that out there uh yeah, well yeah, I mean this is one of those action <laughs> movies where where things happen to to people and what I love about this is that the fight choreography is amazing it, but yes it some of the things that happen to people you're like there's no way anyone <laughs> can walk away from this but that just I mean that just yeah. kind of leads it but I know I, I the writer and director um, Gareth Evans um, uh, is not of Asian descent, so it's just a very it's just I, I'm not sure how all these pieces came together. But if you haven't seen it, the raid is uh, quite frankly one of the best action movies you'll ever see, and they utilized forms of martial arts that I've never seen before. Badass, badass. Yeah. If you like. To, to make a quick comparison, I would say like Ip Man style. Um, IP Man, I think. Or I, not really. I don't know. I, I, I the, the, the closest thing that I've seen to a movie like this is the. Um, I'm saying as far as like like fight choreography, like the style of fighting oh, itself. I'm, I'm not really yeah, sure. Like it, it's it it's a unique style. I remember watching some of the the behind the scenes features, but um, some of it is kind of martial arts that. Hasn't really been like it's not the kind of stuff that you usually see like in a Jackie Chan movie or a Jean Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal anything like that. This is some very unique hand to hand combat, um, and the sequel, The Raid Two, um, is not too bad either. It can't really it can't really top the original, but um, it's a double feature. If I watch The Raid, I always watch The Raid Two because. I really like the lead character so much, and to find him, um, to find out what what happens afterwards, after the um, the events of the raid, and what and it does one of those things that I like in a sequel. It picks up immediately after where the first one leads off, so it kind of flows. You could actually watch the two of them together as um, one movie. Um, so, yep, yeah. that's my recommendation. Uh the raid. That's an awesome movie, and that movie has some of like the most badass like uh, cinematography. I mean, there's so many shots of fighting 
it's so seamless with the fighting. That that is a great movie. The Raid Two is even crazier. So if you watch the first one and you're like, it, it, it the Raid Two gets even crazier. It does, so. yeah. But um, I still, uh, for my money, um, the only thing, my only criticism, I'm not sure which of these came out first, but did you see the most recent uh, Judge Dread movie just called Dread? No, I, 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 that's a ser- uh, that's another thing I, I I wanted to get into the whole Judge uh, Dread because I remember. That's never the movie I never got into those, the Judge Dread movies. Well, I wouldn't recommend the Sylvester Stallone one. I would recommend the movie just called Dread with Carl Urban. But um, my only criticism is that they they both have very, very similar premises. Like I I said, I'm not sure which one came out first, but they're both... um, It's cyberpunk-like, right? It's like very... It's cyberpunk, but it's futuristic. Yeah, but it's also... The the plot is very similar. We have Judge Dredd going into the building of a crime lord and fighting up different flights of fights of enemies. That's my only criticism. They're very, very similar, but they're also very different. Judge Dredd utilizes a lot of... uh, If you're looking for a lot of um, uh, gunplay and lots of different kinds of weapons, I would say go with Dredd. But if you're looking for some badass hand-to-hand combat, some martial arts, stick with the raid. Um, And um, if you like the raid... Watch the raid two right after they make for a great. Uh, it's gonna be. You're probably investing about five hours of uh, martial arts action, but um, yeah, your your uh, your mind will thank you uh, later. And if you start mimicking yeah. some of the moves, uh, maybe you can you can get in a little workout too while you're at it. And um, yeah, let's hey, let's keep be on. Be cautious too. Be cautious with those. <laughs> uh, yes, please do not. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So next up. So um, yeah, the next the next movie. I was a bit hesitant as far as, you know, I was, I was very careful with my list of movies. I was looking for movies that I know about, but I was looking up top ten uh, cult movies, and I was trying to see if there was any ones that I that I um, that I really really like on there because I've I've seen a bunch of them already. But as far as movies go, this was this was on the list, and I was like, you know, what? this would be perfect if any no one has seen it. But uh, this was on a list of um, top ten cult movies. It's called Drive with Ryan Gosling. Um, this, this movie is basically about, wait, Chris, have you seen this one or no? Oh, I love this movie. I absolutely, this movie, this is a, a personal favorite of mine. Absolutely love. This this movie's in my top 10. Yeah. It's that good. I put it in my top 10. Um, yeah. So basically this, this movie has atmospheric is what I could really say. I mean, there's something, this movie literally doesn't, this is one, another movie that doesn't need like, any like sound or something i could just watch just by the lights alone in the city the way this movie the cinematography is i mean you could just you could just watch a person drive with this look it's amazing but anyways it's it this movie is about a hollywood stuntman um uh the driver wait is his name drive or he doesn't have a name yeah he doesn't have a name yeah. yeah he doesn't have a name that's right uh he's very silent in the movie um, if you've seen Ryan Gosling Silent, you probably also seen his movie Blade, the new Blade Runner. But uh, yeah, he's, he's very similar to that character. He has doesn't really say much, uh, but yeah, he, he's he's also a um, a getaway driver for criminals, and and the movie just it's a nonstop ride. I mean, and, um, uh, there's there's a uh, lots of um, fighting scenes and lots of um, it's also very. There's some pretty gory stuff that goes on in this movie. There's only very few scenes, but they're they're pretty crazy. Um, 
But if I were to explain this movie, it's 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 just very similar. It's like its own. It's it's just an action drama. There's a lot of um, good dialogue, but it, it's so weird because he doesn't talk much, but yet his performance is so good. And like, you just kind of like, kind of just vibe with the character in this one. Um, yeah. Well, I was gonna say he Ryan Gosling is pretty much in almost every single scene of this movie, but he he probably has the least dialogue. And, At least dialogue, yeah. That's uh, what I was gonna mention. But the supporting cast is amazing. You got Albert Brooks, you got um Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, Michelle I think it's Michelle Williams, and the guy who plays Hellboy and forgetting his name, big guy. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um uh, Ron Ron Perlman. Right, 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 right. And uh, Oscar Isaac is in it and so all these characters right. they they carry the dialogue, but if you ever doubt that Ryan Gosling is a badass, oh, check out Drive. You have no idea. Yeah, that's, um, that's exactly what I would say. I mean, the the Drive kind of fl- flipped my opinion of Ryan Gosling, uh, because oh wow, the the kind of movie like I I was dating a you girl. Only saw him in the Notebook, right? Yeah, oh, I, I had a girlfriend that was obsessed with the Notebook, so I uh, oh, um. So that was like I was kind of like done with Ryan Gosling, but then I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I saw this movie, and like the cover is just him with a hammer, and he's got this badass silver <laughs> jacket, and I was like, I- I'll give this a shot, and um, again, this is kind of like um, it 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 has aspects. It kind of reminds reminded me a little bit of the Transporter, just because um. As the getaway driver, he's got a certain set of rules, just like the transporter does. But this is like yeah. this is like an art house version of a of a cheese yeah. a, art, art house yeah. violent version of a cheesy. Excuse me, Jason Statham movie. Great choice. Yeah. I love Drive. Yeah, thanks. Just just to add to uh, yeah, the movie it's escalates so good in this. And the, the last thing I want to mention was the soundtrack. This. I, I literally have that to my playlist. I listen to that movie every time I'm at, I mean, that song when I'm at the gym. The, um, I forget the name, but it's, like, all the sound, like, the entire soundtrack of this movie is, is amazing. I love, yeah. love the music. Yeah, um, yeah, along with the soundtrack, um, which has got some great, it's got, like, some techno synth pop songs, but, yeah, um. synth, synth, synth wave, yep, right. that's what I was thinking. But, right. uh, also, yep. a, a lot of the score was done by one of my favorite, uh, composers that, that working, um, Cliff Martinez um, has scored wow. a, he's he scores a lot of movies and I'm trying to think what movie we covered that he scored I want to say it was the underneath he works a lot he doesn't do a lot of mainstream movies he works a lot and like uh, with independent art house uh, scoring movies but he was actually for two years in the 80s was the drummer for the red hot chili peppers and then moved on oh, to wow. he moved on to scoring movies. And the first movie that he scored, let's see if my memory could was Sex, Lies, and Videotape by Steven Soderbergh. That was what got him into scoring movies. Um, but yeah, like all his scores, they're very, very memorable. And actually, when you mentioned the score, I had to go back and look, but I picked up. So, um, yes, uh, the movie I mentioned earlier, Spring Breakers, it does have Skrillex. But the but it has Skrillex it has Skrillex with Cliff Martinez so you do get some balance there it's not all like yeah, rah, yeah. Rah, 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 like weird noises yeah, it's, it's it's very balanced that's the best yeah. way to describe it yeah it didn't so, feel like overdone or anything yeah 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 so uh, it, fit, it fit the picture yeah. so we can thank Cliff Martinez for that but drive great pick great pick. <laughs> 
my next pick is a uh, is a movie that I'm gonna tag on to Drive as a movie that changed my opinion of an actor, and I'm learning now not to judge uh, an actor but just by what I've kind of what he's maybe he's best known for. And my next choice is a movie called Good Time, starring Robert Pattinson, and uh, El Royale, right? I'm sorry. Good time at the El Royale, I think it is. No, or am I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, okay. You're thinking oh, a time. bad time at the El Royale. Bad times at the El Royale. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that, sorry. Uh, this movie is just called Good Time, um, ri- written and directed by the Safdie brothers, uh, and then most recently the Safdie brothers directed Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems, and that kind of really. That was a high-profile movie for them, but uh, a years a couple years ago, they put out a movie called Good Time with Robert Pattinson, which is a hell of a movie about um, uh, he plays a guy whose younger brother has developmental difficulties and he coerces his brother into robbing a bank with him, and the whole thing goes wrong. The brother gets arrested, so he's trying to get his brother. Uh, his brother ends up getting, because of his uh, disabilities, gets into a fight while in jail. So he ends up in a hospital. And it's all about him uh, trying to regain the money that he lost during the bank robbery and get his brother out of the hospital. It's just an all-star. It's just like a tour de crazy. It's a tour de force movie uh, that takes twists and turns that I did not see coming. And yeah, um, so like I'm just kind of uh, piggy uh, piggybacking onto what you said, uh, you know, when you brought up Drive. I'm like, oh, like that's the movie that brought me around on Brian Gosling. That's Good. what I was gonna say. It, it, it sounds it sounds like your list too is similar, like right after mine. It's like fitting for right after Drive. That's that's funny. It's very crime oriented, similar. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's my my uh, my. My pick, good time. Uh, w- one of the things, and I think that it's going to develop a cult following because I haven't seen the Batman. We're not here to talk about the Batman, but it kind oh, of yeah. it's one of those things that Can't like. Wait to hear you talk about that. So oh my God. when um when a when a when a actor becomes really really popular all of a sudden, and I think a lot of people had soured on Pattinson because of all the Twilight movies, um, but between good time and a movie that's not on my list it was an honorable mention a movie called the lighthouse which is basically just a two-man show between him and willem dafoe uh robert pattinson can act his fucking ass off and uh i i need to learn to stop judging people before i yeah yeah (laughs) i shouldn't judge people by twilight or the notebook and uh check out other stuff so yeah my my uh my pick is a good time Check it out. Uh, he's a good theatrical actor too. I was gonna mention. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, but if you haven't seen Good Time, it is one of the most. Uh, anxi- it, it will. It, the tension in this movie is razor tight. It's a very lean, quick movie. It goes by in a flash, but there's so much to it, and it's actually it's something that I rarely, rarely do is immediately rewatch a movie. Uh, the first time I saw oh, wow. Good Time, I is, love those types. I after when the when the credits started rolling for Good Time, I'm like, oh my god, I need to watch it again. Which is like the highest praise that anyone can give a movie. So, um, 
But let's keep on trucking here. We still got more to go. Yeah. Uh, your next awesome. pick. Yeah, so, um, before, like all these movies on the list, I like to give a little quick backstory. So, so with this next one, um, basically, all right, here's the thing about me. Whenever there's seasonal things, I, I'm, I would describe myself as a seasonal movie watcher. And, and a lot of it is horror. So, like, for example, right, whenever there, it, it's, it's a holiday, like maybe Valentine's Day, I might watch um, My Bloody Valentine. You know, it's it's like a traditional thing that I do. Um, but this next movie, uh, like, this next movie has to do with Christmas. Now, uh, Krampus. a whole bunch of Christmas movies I watch. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Krampus. Frosty. Kramp yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got it, brother. Yeah, Krampus. Um, this movie I actually saw in theaters, and I'm the guy with the cheese. You know, even if I know a movie's going to be cheesy, I didn't even know if it was or not. But I go, I go way back to, like, you know cheesy movies and whatnot but this movie is so much fun yes like, yes it's got a lot of practical effects it's got uh it's got you know krampus in it the movie's basically about uh, a house um uh, a house during a storm and this kid has this wish he makes a wish and unfortunately the wishes that he wanted didn't go the way he wanted and um we are followed by different uh, uh christmas uh, creatures to say the least and <laughs> yeah. um it's this movie uh, again it, it has everything to do with uh your favorite type of uh christmas nightmares i guess you could say it's got right i don't, right. I I don't want to say too much about it because you know there's certain characters but um uh, it's funny it's got uh it's got a good cast actually it's got, it's got uh, a hell of a cast hell of a cast a hell of a yeah i'm just gonna get into that um uh, here so the girl from um, the girl Hereditary. from Hereditary, right. forgive me. Um, Tony Collette, Tony Collette, just right. like Tony Collette. Yep. It's got Adam Scott, Michael Doherty, uh, David David Koch Ketchner, Ketchner. Yes, yes, yes. Um, they're all great in this movie. They, it's not a serious movie. It's of course it's got you know Krampus in it, but uh, it's a horror comedy. It was in 2015, and when this came out, I actually did catch it in theaters. We all laughed. We all had a good time. If you're into those types of, uh, you know, traditional horror movies, I've made this movie on my list uh, for every Christmas. I literally added this to that list um, of movies. I'll watch this right after I watch uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, or uh, Frosty, whatever. But um, I show this to my friends. This is another movie that I show to my, uh, a few of my friends. They love it. Um, it is uh, it is that it is a fun horror comedy with great practical effects, good comedy, some uh, a few really funny one-liners. Uh, it's stupid at times, but um, it's intent. Yeah. But it's all intentional. Yeah. That's the I mean, it's all in yeah. It, it knows exactly. It. It, it knows exactly it be, what. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, yeah, good way to put it. <laughs> what something I did want to mention though is that uh, th this writer director. Uh, He's got another cult horror movie, the the um, the Halloween inspired oh. anthology Trick or Treat is uh is also yes. done by him. Yes, yes, um, that's right. I forgot about that. So he's like the king of seasonal horror movies, in my opinion. Yeah, he does a great job. Um, Michael Doherty. Um, he, that's right. He did do Trick or Treat. What am I talking about? He also, you know, what's so crazy? Didn't he work on um Godzilla? Uh, I think so. He did. I think he did one of the Godzilla movies. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. He did. He did Godzilla. I think. But um, he might have. But yeah, Krampus. That's, yeah. That's, um, 
great. Um, no, yeah. Um, I I know that I have, and you probably saw in the theater. There's, uh, it was PG thirteen. They did release recently. I think for this past Christmas, they did release an unrated director's cut, which I haven't seen. Uh, but oh, no way. Unrated I, I, version? Yeah, I don't know if I really need more blood. I mean, this movie delivers. It's the perfect it, along the lines of Tucker and yeah, Dale versus true. Evil. It doesn't need it. Yeah. It's it worked in the final girls. Um, actually, the final yeah, girls. I, don't I see think it really adding anything else to it besides it being more um, more gory. Oof. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, the humor is there. The cast is great. Uh, I, and I uh, love, like you said, I, I'm a sucker for practical effects. So same. I, yeah, I love practical. I love the the practical effects in this. That's what. That's why I thought it was gonna become a cult. Well, I, I think it is really gonna become a cult movie. Oh yeah, no, no, this is live on and CGI movies usually never tend to like 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 the ones from like in my opinion like from the nineties uh, or early two thousand CGI. I haven't seen many that lived up to well uh, uh, the time. But. Just to speak to your point, I think the ultimate example of uh, CGI being not as memorable. Is that who the fuck talks about Avatar nowadays anymore? I mean, when it first came out, Avatar was all yeah. the rage. Nobody talks about that shit anymore. It's crazy that you mentioned that. Um, but uh, <laughs> but Krampus, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think because what's gonna happen is that um, it is a seasonal movie, so I think that what's gonna happen um, is that each Christmas it's gonna get more. I, it's not the kind of movie. I'll be gonna be honest. It's not the kind of movie that I would watch in the middle of summer. That's just me. I'm kind of like you with the yeah. seasonal harm, but I own. I, I got the Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm looking right now at the Blu-ray of Krampus. Every Christmas, I'll be sure to make do at least one watch of Krampus. Awesome! You got the Blu-ray. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love the movie. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I love. I love this movie. Yeah, no, I actually saw this with my sister. Right? That's right. I can't talk about certain scenes, but th- th- this movie will will is a very like you just said very um, seasonal, and. Yeah, I, I I think Michael Doherty is definitely the guy. I think he should keep making movies like horror related uh, films. You know, hopefully they get like a. a um, you know, no one's maybe, done maybe a Valentine's Day one. Well, no, that's been done. I'm thinking I want I want a Easter horror movie. Funny. That's what Easter I want. Bunny, yeah, right? give me a give me, give too, me a man. That's the only thing I feel like that's never been done. Give me a killer I've Easter seen bun. A few in, yeah, that'd be I've seen I've seen it po- I've seen it poorly done. But um, I've also seen the thing is with Krampus and anyone listening who hasn't seen Krampus that wants to check it out. Make sure that you get the right Krampus because if you mm-hmm. if you go into IMDb, there's yeah, a, oh there's a bunch God, of them, it's and awful. and everything except for the one that we're talking about, the Michael Doherty one, is oh. shit. Stay away from anything and else. Not, not to mention, there's like I think there's two of them. I looked this up before um, I, I did the list. There's actually two. Krampus movies that were made in 2015. Yeah. So look up the director, Michael Doherty, uh, you know, if, before watching it, just to make sure you got the right one, because there is a lot of, um, <laughs> some, there's just some very cheap, uh, worse cheesy ones out there. Right, yeah, there's a lot of straight straight to D- DVD, Garbage. straight straight to streaming <laughs> yeah. Krampus shit, so make sure you get the right Krampus. Uh, yeah, garbage. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. so let's move, <laughs> we're going to move on. From Christmas to a genre of movie that I'm not a huge fan of, although I absolutely adore this movie. And actually, well, this is a movie that is called Bone Tomahawk. 
Have you seen Bone Tomahawk? Mm, I've been wanting to see this. All right. I've so, really been wanting to see this. I just never got around to it, but I, I hear good nothing but good stuff about this. So one. this movie, we got Kurt Russell in the lead. We got Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins is uh, a Rhode Island actor, so shout out to Richard Jenkins. Oh, wow. Uh, we got Sid Haig, we got David Arquette. Um, so, why I say it's not a genre that I particularly like, uh, the first two-thirds of this movie is is pretty much a Western. And I'm not a big fan of Westerns. I will watch Westerns. I do like some Westerns. I like the old uh, Clint Eastwood spaghetti Westerns. I love Tombstone, which also had uh, Kurt Russell in it and... Uh, uh, a stellar performance from Val Kilmer. But the thing that I love about Bone Tomahawk is the first two thirds are a Western and the last third, I'm not going to say anything else other than this is one of the most graphic and gory horror endings that you will ever see on screen. And to have such high caliber actors uh, participate in this movie it's simply amazing. I've never seen a movie so effectively change its tone and genre on the drop of a hat. All of a sudden, you know, like I said, we got two-thirds of this movie. So we're, we're more than halfway through, and you think it's just going to be a Western. The, sec the last third of this movie, the ending... Really? Sometimes I'll just go watch the end, the last thirty oh, minutes. Not to make comparisons, but is this movie similar to? Um, I, I I don't know if this is true, but um, just from the way it looks, is it, is this similar to? Um, like, not the plot, obviously, but Django. Does it have like that feel to it a little bit? Like as far as like, um, like 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 not like kind of western. Uh, not 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 no. The hateful eight. I'm sorry, not not Django. The hateful eight. Does it have like that type of? Um, uh, not uh, feel to it, or not really. Not really. The Hateful Eight is very much a very enclosed movie. They're all stuck in that house together. In terms of like gore, to be more specific, like, is it have like because that movie was really gory, so like I didn't know if that had a similarity. Oh, this movie is far gorier. Oh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like when I say oh, when no. I say this ma movie makes a hard one eighty, like, I mean there is vi there's violence in the, in the first two thirds of this movie. But the last third of this movie, you will just be, like, staring at the screen like you. Uh, it is brutal, brutal violence. Very graphic. Um, but I love how this movie turns on a dime, and it doesn't skip a beat. It goes from being a Western to being one of the most brutal, violent um movies that I've seen in a long time and uh, this this uh, writer director S. Craig Zalar has gone on to make uh, this was his first movie this movie came out I think in 2015 he has since made two uh, follow up movies um, one of which I highly recommend Brawl and Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn and uh, his latest movie I think is called Dragged Across Concrete which is my least favorite of the movies that he's made. But, um, yeah, uh, Bone Tomahawk. Even if you don't like Westerns... I'm, I'm going to check this out. This check out Bone Tomahawk. So um, let's keep... Uh, yeah. 
let's, got three more. Yeah, three let's more. let's keep it up. All right, all right, all right. So this one. Whew. Okay. I know for a fact. Like I have a very good feeling. Like nobody has heard of this one because this, on this list, this is the one movie that I, I really believe almost everybody hasn't seen, and that's because it's so rare and no one. Like it has just the weirdest look to it and this movie this is a movie i don't suggest you watch alone and the reason why i say that is because it is so crazy and out there and such an lsd trip uh you know we we talked we talked about david cronenberg and how he makes just some pretty surreal like i really could not compare this movie to literally anything and it it is it is by far the most out there disaster possessor no word is it possessor? Word. Is no, the movie no, possessor? It, no, oh, um, it's okay. not. This, this movie is called Kuso. <laughs> okay. Nope. Never even heard and, of this one. Yeah. No. No one has, and I, and I'm pretty sure it came out in 2017. And the the director is actually a rapper, and he uses a lot of visual art in his um in his music videos, and some of the weirdest. Um, art you could ever see, but this is the plot. The movie it says here: the bizarre mutated survivors of Los Angeles nightmarish earthquake broadcast their stories on a makeshift network of discarded televisions. So it is in one place, and then you're you're automatically transformed into another place. I only show this movie to, to a group of friends whenever there's more than like three people because it is so weird and it's such a trip. There's things going on with faces moving and then you're inside someone's face and then the next thing you know there's a story with, with a troll going into a, a town like if you've ever done any type of LSD or acid trips like you don't have to you could literally watch this movie and just be on an experience it is unlike anything you've ever seen before the director's Flying Lotus he, he made literally the most bizarre movie I could possibly think of from, from going back to going forward like this I've showed this movie to other podcast friends we've had a movie night and every there's some people that left some people it's disgusting it's some some moments are disgusting some moments are like what the hell is this shit what, it is a what the fuck movie can you, what <laughs> one more time the title so i i, I want to make sure i get this yeah yeah kuso k-u-s-o it's okay. 2017 it's a horror drama and it will weird the hell out of you like i i swear to god you can't watch this movie without having someone with you because it's so I'm, so sh- I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your dare and I'm gonna watch this movie by myself because I don't oh I can't God. think of anybody to watch this movie. With. You should record your reaction. Okay, all right. But the actors, it's got the most familiar actor. If if you know some comedians, it's got Hannibal Burroughs in it. Love him. Yeah, he's great. Of. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Uh, Shane Carpenter, George Clinton, uh, Tim Hot. Heidecker, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a masterpiece of of what the hell. That that's that's pretty much where I'll 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 leave it. It is so crazy, so bizarre, and so many different things going on. I I, I highly recommend you show this to somebody and just record their reaction because it is mm. it is insane. Okay. You'll know what I mean when you watch it. I'm I I uh, of all the movies you've mentioned so far, of the ones that I haven't 
scene, this one really, um, this one intrigues me the most. I'm looking forward to this it one is, quite a bit. You will not be disappointed by it as far as if you're looking for the weirdness. It is, yeah, it is that crazy. But awesome. Kuso 2017. <laughs> okay. All right, moving right along here. My next movie. I was very, I wasn't sure which movie by this writer-director I wanted to put on the list. Uh, the writer-director is Jeremy Solner. His first movie was called Murder Party, which came out uh, da, 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 probably about 15 years ago. It was all right. He took a break from making movies, and then he came back with a movie that's on my list. Next movie up, future cult classic, calling it now... Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. Now, this movie, and I, was, I wasn't I was sure if I wanted to put Blue Ruin on the list or Green Room. He followed up Blue Ruin with Green Room. Uh, I chose Blue Ruin because Green Room has a much, has much more exposure. So I'm going with Blue Ruin as the cult favorite. It's a uh, it's a slow burn movie, but it's visually intriguing, and it deals with um, a man avenging the death of his parents. Uh, but unlike typical revenge stories, uh, this guy has no military training. He's got no background in martial arts. He's just a regular average guy whose life uh, got kind of turned upside down by the death of his parents and he's looking to avenge that and needless to say due to his inexperience with uh, revenge and violence things start going horribly wrong and it's just an escalating series of, of violent confrontations because this guy doesn't know what he's doing he's acting on instinct initially and then he's kind of uh he's kind of stuck with the consequences with his actions and putting the rest of his family in danger because of what he's doing but it's i love it because it's so realistic about what would happen if uh you or i were going out for revenge like i i'm not trained oh my god you know like it's just kind of like what what would happen if an everyday joe like put himself in a situation like this so that's my interesting it's awesome it's a great slow burn um and uh, i I love slow burns man this is this sounds like a movie um like an experience of like whoa i'm going through this yeah you know no yeah that's that's, that's awesome you're along for for the uh the journey with this guy um you're along through all everything that he goes through and um we're right there kind of like is it kind of like, um, fuck, I'm, I'm mistaken movie, where the, the guy uh, loses his job, he goes, um, it's that movie where the guy holds up uh, uh, McDonald's. Oh, Falling Down? Piece. Falling Down? Falling Down, yes. Yeah, eh. I think of it. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, the, is this, it like that a little bit? Uh, falling Down is a lot more exaggerated, and it's a lot more tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And there's a lot of hu- there's yeah. a lot of dark humor in Falling Down. There's no there's no humor in this movie. This is a humorless movie. Okay. Um, I oh, would say man. this is much more serious. But yeah, it's kind of like what happens when someone gets pushed too far. 
Um, I'm ch I chose Blue Ruin, but as an honorable mention, um, his follow-up to, to Blue Ruin uh, is a movie called Green Room, which is uh, just another outstanding movie but it's got a it had a bigger cast because of the the minor success of blue ruin um he was able to secure patrick stewart who of of all performances we get to see patrick stewart as a skinhead white supremacy leader that uh leads uh, a violent crusade against a punk rock group that's stuck in his green room uh, that's all I'm going to say about Green Room, but but due to um, a bigger budget, more exposure, bigger name cast members, um, I'm putting Blue Ruin because uh, Blue Ruin, you know, it's basically um, no, it, 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 you're not going to really recognize any of these actors unless you're a real hardcore cinephile. Um, so uh, Blue Ruin, but uh, uh, moving right along, next next on your list. All right, only two left. So this one is the most serious on the list. Uh, it is based on uh, true events. Oh, no, it's based on a true story. That's right. came out in 2011. It is about a series of murders. Um, it is called, it's a thriller crime. Um, it's called Snowtown. Uh, it's another Australian movie. And it is about a charismatic but violent predator, um, Daniel Henshaw. And he takes his girlfriend's teenage son under his wing and makes him an, a, his, his uh, accomplice, accomplice in a murder spree. Oh. And it's, yeah, it's basically the most documentary, real, like, I actually saw this pretty young. I saw it when it came out. This was in 2011. Um, but I was, I was a teenager around there. But still, like, this movie really, like, it has such rawness to it. And again, this is just to compare back to the Babadook, like, you know, when you get those those actors, that's like, what the hell? This is like, this is all so realistic. Uh, very realistic, very intense. This movie has a lot of dark, like a really gritty, dark soundtrack. And it just sets the whole mood from the start. And it's like showing this super depressing town and everybody there. I mean, there's some very suggestive things. This movie really isn't to watch for the faint of heart. Uh, some very, very um, uh, messed up things happen in this movie. Um, very shocking. To, to compare it, like, uh, you had me watch Cruising, and, you know, for other reasons, but to, this is really up there with the list of, like, I almost didn't finish it, but it was so good, so well good. I was like, I got to see what happens next. I, like, it, this movie will hook you from start to finish. It will literally hook you. It will keep you watching it from start to finish. And uh, it, it gets very intense, and um, yeah, it's it's a very good movie. It stars Daniel Henshaw, uh, Lucas Pitaway, uh, Louis, Louis Harris, um, and these. I don't know if anyone really familiar. These guys haven't played in too many movies, but um, yeah, very very good movie. Um, I show this to very selective people. I don't really show this too many if they're into these types of movies. Um, I only watched this movie probably three times. I would say three times. Mainly because of the themes, but it's it's still a very good movie. Uh, Snowtown. Yeah, Snowtown. Cool. No, that sounds... Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm always down for true crime. Love a good yeah. true crime movie, and I love uh, some... Oh, yeah. I love some good uh, Australian cinema, so that's a, that's one to check oh, out. Yeah. That, um, 
Definitely. Came out in 20, yeah, 2012. No, 2011. Very cool. Snowtown. All yeah. right. Best acting I've seen in a while. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, now for something completely different. Um, you brought up David Cronenberg a couple minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next movie... My favorites. <laughs> The next movie I have on my list is the debut movie by his son, Brandon Cronenberg. Possessor. Possessor. Nope. Oh. Oh, it was the one I seen. Um, I came, I, I actually watched it. I actually watched it. Antiviral. Um, ant, antiviral. Great movie, by the way. I didn't get to mention that to you. That movie, what's the actor's name? For antiviral, he did a phenomenal job. Caleb Landry um, Jones. He played. He played in Us, and I thought, I thought that guy, like he had you sucked into that movie, man. So, uh, Brandon Cronenberg is very much following along in his father's footsteps with doing some very interesting body horror. And in this movie, uh, we get a, a concept which, if ever comes to be true, uh, is disgusting and uh basically this guy works this guy works at a lucas clinic who what they do is they collect samples of diseases and viruses that celebrities get and then you can go to this clinic (laughs) it's so crazy so like like if your favorite actress gets oral herpes like on the left side of her lip, like you can get the same oral herpes that like the the, the it's just so bizarre. Who I, comes I, it's like I, it's, that's I was confused about the movie when I first watched it. It's I was gonna ask you some questions, but yeah, now that you put it that way, now it makes sense because it's so crazy and bizarre. It's such that, a it's it's yeah. it's like a satire of like our obsession with celebrities. Like we'll do anything. Like if your favorite celebrity has a mole on their face, like you can get that or a beauty mark or something. So he's he also deals with in the black market trade of um of giving these uh, these uh, samples to people. You can also buy, like, at a... I think there's a deli that you could buy, like, organic meat that's supposed to be made, what like, synth- synthetic meat made from your favorite celebrity. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's... But, um, I mean, he steals the show. The um, does. He, he does a great job, and we got a great performance also... From Malcolm McDowell, and if you like, oh yeah, that's right, Malcolm McDowell. Yep. If but like if you're seen. if you're not, I mean if uh if you get squeamish around needles or like yeah, diseases, that, it's that really I, I'm I'm super squeamish to needles, and I literally had to look away so many times in this movie. Yeah, it's it's um, <sighs> but it's it's a uh, just. It's biological, you know, biological horror. Like, what can happen to your body? Um, his father kind of perfected the genre, and he's carrying on the uh, the family tradition. And it's also, I, it's kind of an indictment of celebrity culture of like how obsessed, like how far will you go to become like your favorite celebrity? Um, like, would you, if your favorite celebrity got cancer, or like if you, uh, your favorite celebrity got a testicle removed because of cancer, would you like go get your testicle removed? Like, it's, oh, it brings man. up, it brings up so many, uh, just kind of jarring and it, it's, 
it's just great, and it's great to see that uh, um, the apple did not fall far from the tree. But yeah, D- Brandon Cronenberg, yeah. and then he's on, he's on to big stuff. He's on to big stuff. Yeah, he's it, he's, and uh, yeah, hopefully we get more from him. Oh, I'm sure he's just getting started. So this this yeah. movie made the list antiviral. Honorable mention to his uh, his movie Possessor. Um, but but I saw antiviral first, so uh, antiviral makes the list. Uh, what do you okay. got last? All right, Randy. so the final one, man, this is, this is, um, I did mention this to you before, and I felt like I could not, not bring this up. Last but not least, The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> All right. So, you know, just like the other one I mentioned, Kuso, um, which I still think nothing comes close to it, even as crazy as The Greasy Strangler's, nothing comes close to that one, but this movie, <sighs> I gotta take a deep breath for this one. <laughs> It is in the name of what it is. It is about, it has the strangest, this movie is basically about a father and son relationship and they run this business and, um, you know, they, they're like a tour, they're a tour guide. They tour people around for their job and that's their business. And they have the most, just the weirdest relationship I've ever seen in my entire life. These, these two sons, they like they get up in the morning. Uh, I won't say too much, but they, you know, they wear their underwear a lot in this movie, and they're so comfortable around. It just felt so weird watching this movie, and the, and and that's not even the half of it. Like there's this monster that's running around killing people, literally covered in grease. Uh, yeah. This movie has a lot of nudity. Uh, there's a lot of gore. <laughs> Call it greasy gore, I guess, but. Um, you know, this whole town is batshit. Like, everybody seems to be so bizarre and crazy, and it's almost like a, you're, you've entered the twilight zone of strangeness. Like, this, just this world is so, um, is so crazy. And I really, I, to this day, I'm still like, why was this even made? But I, I almost stopped watching because I was like, this is pointless. It's a movie you watch the first time. All right, I'm never watching that again. But then you got the need to have to show it to a group of friends. And I really don't want this movie to be forgotten because this is just like Kuso. This movie will give some pretty funny reactions to people. Right, right. Seeing a crowd watch this movie and react to it. It is like nothing else. And that's what I believe most importantly with a cult movie. As far as cult movies go, this movie is like nothing else you've ever seen before. I don't think anything will become its its own thing again. Um, Ron, I didn't even mention the actors. Uh, Was it Ron... Um, let me see. Something I did, I I do know about this movie. I haven't seen it. It's on my, it's on my to watch. Oh, you list. haven't seen this? No, I haven't seen it. But um, oh I've heard a lot about it, and I'm pretty sure that it was produced oh or or co-produced by Elijah Wood, who Elijah is Wood. Yeah, yeah. He he had a ball. Um, I believe he helped bring up ideas with the script. But they would bring him back the script, and he was like, "He was like, I like where this is going. I'm on board." And he just had a ball with this movie. And he loves. By the way, if you ever meet Elijah Wood, if you ever mention this movie or know about it, he will. He will talk to you much longer. He even said something uh, like, whenever he goes to comic cons and he signs stuff, he he loves that people bring up this movie because he really wants there to be more of the movies like this. Yeah, he's pro- he's produ- he's produced. Um recently a, a couple of really really good horror movies and he actually 
he's been in he's been in a couple of really decent horror movies himself. He's so I got much more I got much more respect for Mr. Wood now. Um, yeah, very diverse in the movies. Like he he always he always goes back to different movies, and that's what I love about him. Like, yeah, he always it, very he gets involved in some really good projects. Like I don't know if you heard of the, the most recent movie to do with him in um uh what's that killer's name um Ted Bundy. He did uh, a movie where he interviews Ted Bundy. It was very good. Okay, um, I've seen yeah, I've seen a bunch of Ted Bundy movies. Uh, yeah, but uh, Elijah Wood, a uh, couple good horror. Mo- he was in a movie called Cooties, which was a good horror comedy. He was love that movie. He Zombies was and stuff. yeah. He was in uh, Come to Daddy, which is a very disturbing horror movie, and he was also in the remake <laughs> of uh, of Maniac. Um, uh, Maniac was no yeah he did oh he was that's right that's and uh, Ma- I like the way that the, yeah the remake is very unusual because it's all first person perspective so like you know you don't get a lot of Elijah Wood you're actually like you're you're going through the movie as Elijah Wood but I'm glad you brought up the Greasy Strangler because uh, um, yeah, yeah he, everybody should see this movie yeah right? he's produced out, out of all the movies on this list the Greasy Strangler and Cuso. I highly, if you want to see something that you've never ever seen before, like like not even on this planet, those two movies, especially Cuso. Cuso is the one that that will uh, it, it will do something. <laughs> it's pretty bizarre. It's very crazy. So uh, yeah, um, awesome choice because that's one I haven't seen that I've been meaning to see. But uh, yeah, oh, I you have to. He um most recently he was involved in the um. Elijah Wood helped produce uh, the Color of Madness. I think it is something. It was. It's a. It, it's a oh, love. The shape of uh, color. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. With, with Nicolas the, um, Cage. H.P. Lovecraftian. Right. 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 Yeah. Um. But it sounds to me like the Greasy Strangler is one the be- le- like the less said about it, the better. You kind of just. It sounds like it. It sounds like you're gonna need a shower after this movie. That's what oh it's. Oh my god, that that it is it is so disgusting, but yet hilarious and like there's so many lines in this movie, that like I, I even like I've shown this movie to everybody, like everybody who I talk to, they they know me, they gotta see this movie because I'm gonna torture them and show them regardless. They, like, I showed my grandfather this movie one time and he, he lost it. Yeah, well I because just... I was like. Just the title alone doesn't sound like the kind of thing you should be yeah, showing your like, grandfather. He hates me because I, I torture him with stupid shit. But this one, this is one of those movies that like <laughs> it, it will get the laugh for sure for anybody. It's it's hilarious. It's weird. It's so it's bizarre, but yet it's it's very funny in a lot of ways. Great final choice. So my final choice is uh, one that almost didn't make the list. I almost. Oof. I, I almost chalked it in with the honorable mentions. I got a bunch of honorable mentions to uh, Same. I to, did too. to mention, but the last one that I officially want to talk about is Under the Skin. Under the Skin. Wait a second. Starring Scarlett was... Johansson. Oh, uh, yep, I've seen it. Directed so by Scarlett. yeah, directed by Jonathan Glazer. Jonathan Glazer did one of my favorite movies of all time, a movie called Sexy Beast. Uh, that came out, I think, <laughs> came out in the late '90s, early 2000s. But Under the Skin is, it's, 
it's such a visual experience that it's one of those movies that if you're going to be on your phone or checking Twitter, you're going to be playing solitaire. Uh, this is not the movie for you. This is the movie you just got to sit down because we're, we're brought into this world as Scarlett Johansson plays, uh, an alien, some sort of alien entity that, um, takes human form to seduce, um, to seduce men. And, um, it's, very interesting because you know other than her can i say this is this has a little bit of it like it reminds me of like a cronenberg movie in a, in a sense i don't know absolutely yeah like, yeah i, I can say too much but the imagery, the imagery absolutely very, no the you know, the imagery is very cronenberg inspired yes we get like a black room that is, is actually got liquid bot like Love a, that yeah. Shot. yeah um it's visual it's like it's a visual masterpiece of a movie um and uh, there was a lot of um, unskilled actors used in the movie. A lot of it was improvised, which I found was fascinating. Like um, Scarlett Johansson, like would go and like talk to these people, like talk to these men on the street. And uh, I mean, they did turn it into a narrative, of course. But um, and it was it, it was based on uh, on a novel. But it it's also a very existential movie. It kind of brings up what it is to be human, um, and it's just it's it's a very complex movie. There's there's a lot yeah, of layers. Sure. There's a lot of layers to it. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of ways to interpret it. Um, yeah, this this movie could be like any anyone who watches this could make some crazy theories on it. And, I mean, because it's just it's it's unlike a lot of movies. It's got that silentness to it. It's it's a journey of like what's gonna happen next type of thing and. It's, yeah, it's there's bizarre. it's very it kept me interesting though because I love the whole extraterrestrial thing. You know, I, I've always been into aliens, so this movie hooked me right away. I love that stuff. Right, it's a very interesting interpretation of what would happen like if an alien did decide to infiltrate our society and take the form yeah. of take the form of Scarlet. It's realistic too. I don't know. I, I mean, we all don't know really what aliens could be, but th this was. I think they were trying to go for a more realistic approach to the, the whole movie. I, think that it was um it, it was uh, it was very different yeah um, to it, say the least, but yeah one of the, the one of the the biggest compliments that i can give to a movie is that this movie is very unique and um it's not something that i could compare i i i could compare to any other movie that i could really think of um i mean we've got a we, we do have movies where women are seducing men and then killing them but this is this is this brings it to a whole nother whole nother level so yeah my final choice um under the skin which um it's also a very sexy movie it's very erotic and uh yeah. i, I, I if, if you just like scarlett johansson yeah, scarlett johansson's looking <laughs> woo! Nice <laughs> yeah uh but she can but she also sh she also shows off her uh her acting ability. I think this is probably, she doesn't have a lot yeah, to, she doesn't, that's what I was going to mention too. She doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but similarly to the way, um, Brian Gosling, right. And drive is most, it's mostly facial acting or body, you know, body movements. It's all, it, it's, it's just a performance. So that was my, my final choice is under awesome, the skin. Awesome one. Um, I was actually going to put that on my list too. That was another, movie i was like shooting my last 
my last movies, and some of them were also from a different time, uh, so I, I didn't put it on the list. But so, any honor that one? Any honorable mentions? Um, well, there was that one, and the other honorable mention. Well, because you know, I, I kind of had the the times wrong because I had from I. Some of these movies that were honorable mentions, I couldn't do, and I really wanted to. That, but they're from two thousand and nine, and let, 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 let's let's shout them out um, anyway. All right, so taxidermia, which would be another strange one. That's like what the hell? Um, oh, and this one's by uh, the hereditary guy, Air, 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 um, Ari, Ari Aster. Ari Aster, yep. Yeah. It, it is. I, if any, if you've seen any of his work, you've seen hereditary, you've seen all. You know, his, his A24 movies, none of them, and I've seen all of them, but none of them come close to this one as being the most bizarre. It's called The Strange Things About the Johnsons. Yeah, let's not talk about that movie's gross. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the no, weirdest uh, it, it's, movie. All right, so if, if anyone's listening, it's it's free on YouTube, completely uncut. It's 30 minutes. Uh, the subject matter is extremely disturbing, but it is also... I just found the movie hilarious. That was the intention of the strange thing about the Johnsons. Um, I almost put yeah. this. This almost made my list too, I but because it's a short. I skipped. I skipped like probably like the first thing. I'm like, nah, this has got to go. I was like, this has got to go. But I'm gonna be honest with you, Chris. Cuso is ten times crazier than all the like, like. There's no movie like I've seen a bunch of movies. There's no movie that's that's crazy as that one. All right, but yeah, the strange. <laughs> I'm, it's that crazy. The strange thing about the Johnsons. Uh, if you like your humor pitch black, like this is the darkest yeah. form of comedy. It's meant to be I, funny, but yeah, the, the yeah. but the the subject matter is extremely disturbing. Way too disturbing. So I, if you have issues, if you have issues with sexual abuse or incest, steer clear of this movie. Stay away from it. Do not watch it. Uh, next yeah, honorable or mention. Even better, just look up. Just look up someone's reaction. Uh, it, on, on don't even don't even do that. <laughs> uh, next honorable mentions. Shoot, I, I really didn't have many, but those. Um, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Birdemic, shock and terror. Oh, this, so so bad it's good. Yeah, this movie <laughs> is so bad it's good. It is actually like a lot of these lists of movies of the weird ones. Uh, I actually found from a YouTuber that passed away, and he had some of like the most different movies I've ever watched, and Birdemic was one of them. And he, I remember him shattering the disc, and. <laughs> He had a rage quit for this one. All right, and is, I was like, "All right." Did yeah, you? Did you? Have you actually sat through Birdemic, Shock and Terror? I did, but my brain—I was falling. I was like, "Yeah, it is boring, torturous, yet hilarious in some moments. In some moments, like it is so poorly made." And I believe the budget was like a million dollars, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, what? What is this shit?" Yeah. Like, it's not even. They could have made it cool, like maybe had like maybe some paper birds. I would have thought that would be funny, no, but the, it's the most irritating it's, movie. In, in, yeah. it, it's unintentionally hilarious because the director is not in on the joke. He thought he made a very very competent movie. He was trying to make <laughs> his version of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, and birds. he failed. He failed in such a fantastically hilarious way. I wouldn't recommend watching this movie. What I would recommend Hell is watching. Yeah. Uh, watching a review of this movie or watching the movie with riff tracks. And if you're not familiar with riff tracks, 
It's uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, it's basically three guys riffing on the movie, making jokes. I believe that if you go to the Riff Tracks site, you can watch Birdemic with their jokes. That's the only way I would actually recommend watching Birdemic, because just to sit through it without... Um, unless you're... But this is another movie that if you got a bunch of friends together and you're all riffing on the movie, it's a fun movie. This is not a movie you want to watch by yeah. yourself because, it, you yeah, know what... You see what I mean by the... Like that, though, like what move, like the movies on my list, like it is... Like there are movies that you just don't want to watch by yourself. You want to watch it with friends. Yeah, but you don't want to watch this movie by yourself because you're going to yeah. fall asleep. Unless... I mean, yes. if, if you want to fall asleep, then put this movie on... <laughs> And you'll probably be uh, fast asleep. You... Real quick, the audio. What, what, you've seen it, right? You've watched the movie. Uh, uh, unfortunately, yes. Okay. <laughs> what did you think about the audio? It's terrible. There's parts in the movie where they'll be focusing on two characters sitting down having a conversation, and then you hear a completely different conversation uh, yeah, going on in the background. Because the guy, so... yeah, yeah, they don't know how to. They don't know how to mix audio. They didn't know how to mic anything. <laughs> Let's let's let let's we've uh, we've spent yeah. far too long talking about that terrible movie. The movie is awful. That's yeah. a terrible movie. It's a cult. What, what, mo- so, it's 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 a cult yeah. movie for all the wrong reasons. So um, exactly. Do you got any more honorable mentions? I got a bunch. Um. No. Yeah. I want. I want to hear yours. That's, all right. That's pretty much it for my. Uh, before we get to my honorable mentions, I do want to mention that on Twitter. Uh, from the Art House Drive-In Picture Show. Um, follow them on Twitter at the Art House Drive-In. They recommended to me two future cult movies, neither of which I have seen, so I'm going to shout them out right now. A movie called Resolution from 2013, which is a low-tech sci-fi friend drama that explores how we force our lives into narratives and how others do it for us. And also a movie called Raze, R-A-Z-E, from 2011, which is a brutal martial arts prison movie that shows a dark and honest vision of gender inequality, both of which sound very interesting. So um, uh, give them a follow on Twitter, and um, thank you guys for those recommendations. I've got a bunch. I'm just going to do rapid fire here because we're running a bit long. Uh, rapid fire uh, some of my picks for honorable mentions for future cult classics this one narrowly made the list uh, the house that Jack built by Lars von Trier Love. That's a good movie. Uh, it's a great movie it's one of the best performances Matt Dillon's ever done and it's sure. it's probably one of the best serial killer sure. movies one of the best serial killer movies I've ever seen uh, but Personally, uh, I, I I don't like Lars von Trier. He seems he doesn't seem like a very nice person. So let's not we're not gonna yeah. hype up Lars von Trier. And some of his uh, 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 similar to a lot of his movies, they're very very well made movies. They're very very art, good very movies. Art-like, yeah, movies. they're very art house movies. But the way that he treats people. Uh, Personally, I didn't really know anything about that. As far as I didn't know, I thought he was a great dude. I didn't know he was. uh, No, he he sounds like a real shitty person. So uh, let's not talk (laughs) about him. Um, uh, Second honorable mention: a movie called The Bad Batch, one of the best dystopian futuristic movies that I've seen. That features uh, Jason Momoa and Keanu Reeves. Uh, It's got cannibals. It's got. Uh, a godlike presence that runs this colony. Um, it's very Mad Max, minus the cars. Throw in some cannibals. Uh, throw in some mutilation. Throw in some 
weird Keanu Reeves in a pervy porn stash. Um, <laughs> the Bad Batch, check that one out. Uh, next up, honorable mention goes to Under the Silver Lake. Uh, this was the follow-up movie from the director of It Follows. It Follows is probably my favorite horror movie that I've seen in the past uh, several years. That's a good movie. That's, That's a great a movie. movie. Uh, Under the Silver Lake, not a horror movie. Uh, more of a, a, a character study. It's about uh, a, one of the best performances I've seen from Andrew Garfield. Uh, basically about a guy that's kind of obsessed with his neighbor and tries to find out what happens to her once she disappears and we get conspiracies. We've got... Uh, it's one of those movies that um, you just kind of have to watch. So Under the Silver Lake gets a mention. I'm going to mention three Nicolas Cage horror movies, Rapid Fire, that are awesome. Mom and Dad, which is about a virus that makes parents want to kill their kids. Awesome Nicolas Cage movie. Man, that one. Mandy, yeah. which is an acid trip revenge movie about uh, Nicolas Cage avenging his uh, wife's murder. Uh, Color Out of Space, which is the movie I was trying to remember earlier. Um, great Nicolas Cage, H.P. Lovecraft movie, which I believe was direct was produced by Elijah Wood. Uh, didn't make my list because it turns out that the director is a shitty person. So, fuck you. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking to see if I have any other honorable mentions. Oh, I, thought, I thought it wasn't working. Oh, no, there was, actually was another one. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot to mention. was Rubber. Was, yes. Was movie. Uh, about a, was, this yeah. sentient tire that kills tire. people. Yes, yeah. but um, there's much more to it than it what it seems. Um, just check out Rubber. Great, great uh, recommendation. Couple more here. Upgrade, uh, fantastic action movie. Love that movie. Oh, so I good. Um, it's everything that the movie Venom should have been. Um, but it's an yeah, R-rated kind of violent movie. Um, zombie horror virus movie called Mayhem. That's awesome. Check that out. Um, a movie that I think has a terrible title, uh, which actually turned me off to it, and I didn't bother checking it out for a while is The Empty Man, because I uh, kind of... Movie. Yeah. Love, that's actually... Chris Stuckman brought me onto that. Uh, great, great movie, The Empty Man. Um, if you're thinking something like The Bye-Bye Man or The Slender Man, forget that. Check out yeah. The Empty Man. Uh, phenomenal, slow burn horror. Uh, very, very yeah. good. Um, more rapid fire selections. I'm surprised to be saying this, but The Banana Splits movie. Great horror comedy. I've never um, seen that actually. Uh, I, I thought it was gonna be bad. Oh, it's it, it's 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 far better than it has any right to be. Um, oh wow! Hellfest, great movie. Um, trying to think, if there's any other honorable mentions? Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the witch. That was another one. That's a great one. Robert Edgar's both of his movies, The Witch yeah. and The Lighthouse, are worth checking out. I want to give an honorable mention shout out to the remake of Suspiria. Uh, that's a beautiful movie. Was that good? I, I love the first one. I just refused to watch the remake because I, I had a feeling they were going to butcher it. It's very, very different. Um, I yeah. like both of them for different reasons. Um, okay. Uh, honorable mention to The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, it's an awkward movie. 
but it's a genius movie. Um, but if you can get past the awkwardness of it, a couple minutes into the movie, you'll know exactly what I mean by it being awkward. It, but that's an intentional, intentional thing. And honorable mention to a movie called Small Town Crime, which is a great little crime thriller about a redemption story about a man trying to um, make up for his past deeds. Uh, honorable honorable mention to the remake of Rabid. Um, I love the original Cronenberg movie and the Soska sisters, who I'm a big fan of, did an excellent movie called American Mary. Um, did a, 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 a they lived up to the Cronenberg name? Not as good as the original, but definitely worth a watch. Um, check yeah, yeah. check out Rabid and anything else. Honorable mention to just an honorable mention to uh, to Elijah Wood for um, producing some great horror movies and uh, of all the kind of twisted horror movies that he's in, um, he did a movie called Come to Daddy, uh, which is. <laughs> It's got. It's named after an FX twin song, which has one of the most disturbing music videos that you'll ever see. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's uh, great. FX twins, I've seen that. Yeah, the screaming monster. Right, right, right. But um, this yeah. the movie has nothing to do with that. Uh, I didn't make the list because it kind of fall. It felt it fell apart for me in the final act. It's got a great opening and middle section. It didn't care for the ending, so it didn't make the list. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I've rattled on enough some honorable mentions. So unless you've got anything else else to say, uh, that's, that's that's good amount. All right. Kung Fury was another one I forgot to mention. Yeah, Kung Fury. Um, I thought that was would have been a great one, but I, you know, even ten top ten is like there's so many. You know what I mean? There's so many movies we could. I was gonna mention we could definitely um <laughs> do it a, a different. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to, another one that this would t have so many more movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, th we'll do this again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much this for joining so me. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, this is a little something different. We're trying on the Cult Film Companion, trying out um, some future cult movies. Please let us know future cult movies on the Facebook page at the Cult Film Companion. Um, on Twitter, at Cult Film Comp, C-U-L-T-F-I-L-M-C-O-M-P. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you think is a future cult classic. Let me know what you think of our lists. Are we wrong? Are we right? It doesn't matter. Uh, these are all opinions. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion. We're entitled to our opinions. This community is all about um, open discussion and healthy debate. Um, so no personal attacks. If you don't like, if you don't like our lists, that's fine. Uh, please, we want to know your lists and. Um, if you like us doing something like this, we'll we'll continue to do some future cult classics. Maybe we'll just focus on a couple more. We did some rapid fire ones here. We tried to do a top ten, which was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But um, again, we're available on Ager, every major uh, podcast platform out there. So please continue to tune into the Cult Film Companion podcast. We do it for you, the listener, um, more so than we do it for ourselves because we'd be having these conversations regardless of whether or not the mics are on. So we thank you, the listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much we for joining movies. me. We love movies. Uh, we love our audience. Uh, keep this cult film uh, community growing. 
And um, have yourselves a great night. Keep it cult. Kyle, we're signing off. Awesome.